Hey, you're listening to Not Having It All, a film and TV podcast with some lifestyle throwing in for good measure. We're here to aid you with self-isolation and topping up that at-home to-do list and more importantly, that watch list. This week's topic is Diablo Cody and we're talking everything from her early start with Juno all the way through to her TV career with United States of Tara and One Mississippi and her most recent work with Tully. I'm your host, Karis Rianne, and this week I'm joined by Lauren, Courtney, and two newbies, Ari and Ariel, as we go through Diablo Cody and all her amazing work. So stick on those headphones, increase that volume, and get ready to add more onto the ever-growing watch list of yours. Uh, right, one, two. The podcast. Okay. <laughs> And that introduction was provided by Lauren this week. Oh, sorry, please don't put that in. <laughs> That's definitely staying in the podcast. So we've got another bit of a full house for you this week, guys. We've got uh, myself, Karis, Courtney's joining us again, Lauren's joining us. We've got two newbies. Uh, all the way from Indonesia today, we've got Ari. Hi. Hello. And all the way from the north north of France, so that was yep. right, right? <laughs> We've got Ariel. Hi. Ariel. Ariel. How do you say your name? Is it Ariel well, like Little Mermaid or is it Ariel like Sebastian Little Mermaid? Well, I live in France, so everyone's like Ariel, but you guys can say whatever you like. Oh, yeah. Ariel. That sounds so sexy. Yeah, that was lovely. Ariel. French is hot, mate. God, French is too hot. <laughs> I wish I had a hot name. I can't We were do actually that. talking the other day about like what your alternative name would be, like if your parents had like a different oh. name for you. <laughs> oh. Mine was Shanice. Mine was Emogen. Sorry, yours was what? Imogen, Shanice. Shanice. Ooh. Like the Love Island contestant? I know. Oh, 100%. Like Love Island <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Did you have alternative names? Yeah, I was meant to be Tristan. Tristan? I was going yeah, to be Tristan too. If oh I was my God. Boy. Yes. Tristan. Tristan. I was like, why didn't you just name me Tristan anyway, regardless of my gender? That'd be great. It like, was because of the cool. Brad Pitt like. movie. Is it? What is it? The yeah, yeah, yeah. It was because of Legend of the Fall. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my god. We're on the same wavelength. Oh my god. Uh, my connection's really bad, guys. I'm sorry if I'm not responding to anything. That's okay. Don't worry. We still got you. Ariel, did you have an alternative name, or were you always going to be Ariel? No, I was going to be Kara. Like my dog. Ah, yes. There you go. Uh-huh. I would be honored oh, to I be like a Dalmatian. Them. There you go. <laughs> what a vibe. Uh, not right now. Be. She's been a little shit today, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alternative, alternative names. I mean, it's quite on brand with today's episode because today's episode is about Diablo Cody, whose yeah. name is not Diablo Cody. Um, what? Yes, yeah, she's her real. <laughs> Did you not know this? <laughs> my whole life is a lie. My whole you think someone called their child Diablo, like, as in devil? I would. I would name I don't my know, child there are Diablo. weird exactly. people out there. Courtney Not even it. weird people, just people. Did Courtney say she would? <laughs> yeah. Of course, I, of course I did. So did Ari. Yeah. That's I rest my cool name. Yeah. It is a cool name. I do like Diablo. I think that's what really got my attention from her straight away, like back when she like come out with Juno, because I was like, that's such a cool name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so like, yeah, this like episode is about Diablo game. Cody, so we're going to be talking about Juno, Jennifer's Body, Young Adult, Paradise, Ricky and the Flash, Tully, United States of Tara, One Mississippi. Um, for me, I don't know about you guys, but she's kind of like an alter to me, because she does have this definite style that kind of transcends into all of her work. And I don't think she does get spoken about much in the world of film, as she should do, because I think she's incredibly talented, especially for a woman in film as well. For sure, for sure. I agree. So yeah, obviously, she kind of 
had a bit of a strange upbringing. Um, she was a stripper, so Cardi B is not the only celebrity <laughs> sex worker, as people seem to think that it's Diablo the case. Cody was meant to be in Hustlers, but backed <laughs> out. Yeah, Diablo Cody in Hustlers, that would have been actually quite funny. That would have been so sick. She's, I haven't she's seen actually Hustlers friends, yet. though. You haven't seen... It's now on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's free. For free. For free? For free. Yeah. For free. Mm-hmm. I have to watch Sister Act 2 tonight, but I'll watch it the next night. Oh I love my God, how you, that you is have to watch Sister Act 2. Well, I watched Sister Act 1 last night, so I have to watch the second one tonight. I'm going to write that down so I don't forget, because I do also need to watch Sister Act 2. Oh, it's so good. So good. I, love, I love this need to watch Sister Act 2. There's a nun it's, in it. It's There's one of the greatest need. films. That yeah, Lauren Hill is just Sister incredible Act. in that film. Mm. Like... I do love them films. They were great. Uh, funnily enough, uh, Diablo is actually friends with Lorraine Schiaffa, who directed Hustlers, so maybe there oh, is a connection. She was giving out money last night on Twitter. Oh, incredible. Who? Was yeah. she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is because, like, randomly, because um, Hustlers isn't available in on American Prime, so she was Venmoing people $5 to buy it, <laughs> to rent it. Oh my gosh, I know. that's lovely. That's such a lovely thing to do. See, that's what celebrities should be doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, not teaching me how to bake fucking bananas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Imagine or dance. all the people <laughs> living Did you see that like, one of um, John Mayer? He like was like, oh, they asked me to do it, um, the Imagine thing, and he yes. sang Imagine by Ariana Grande, and I was like, you are an icon. So. <laughs> oh it my. was amazing. What a chin. I love that. Oh my God. That's great. Did you, I mean, speaking of celebrities, just quickly, like, Pink said today that she had the virus, so did her son, yeah. and she didn't really publish anything about it, but she's yeah. donated $1 million. Like, that's what celebrities should be doing. My like, girl forever. Yeah, redistribute your wealth. Exactly. Yeah. Redistribute I think Dolly Parton donated, like, a million as well. She did, oh, yeah, Dolly she did. Well, comrade Dolly, let's go. Yeah. Comrade Dolly. Yeah. She literally, if there's someone said on Twitter, if there's anyone that can make you believe in God, it's Dolly Parton. <laughs> like, she did she did this beautiful video, I think when Kenny Kenny died, and she was just like, yeah. God's got a plan, and you know, God, after this, God's gonna lead us on and something like that. Ooh, that was good. But I was just like, Yeah, Dolly, I believe you. Praise the Jesus. I understand. Yeah, if we, Jesus we is coming Dolly. through Dolly Parton, I then I will, you know, believe in Jesus. So. But that don't. could be the third coming. Yeah. So. <laughs> Dolly Parton is I the third coming so. of Jesus. <laughs> it's the third coming. <laughs> so, yeah, so obviously the first film we got from Diablo was Juno in 2007. Um, we spoke about this on the podcast before, but we have to obviously talk about it again because it is her first film. And she won an Oscar for this, which is incredible mm-hmm. because yeah. it's her first film. And she's a woman, so, you know, that's quite profound. That's huge. Um, <laughs> it's huge. But she won loads this. I mean, she won the BAFTA as well. It's just... The accolades for Juno is amazing. Um, we spoke about this before, but we haven't heard from obviously Ari and Ariel. Ari, how do you find Juno? How, why does it resonate to you? Juno, I think I watched pretty young, and I adore it now still because I think a lot of the stuff, like a lot of the jokes and things, went over my head when I first saw it. But then now, sort of, I rewatched it a couple of days yeah, ago. Just, same. Yeah, just being like, oh my god, this is incredible, and it's that thing of. A lot of people are like, oh, this is super, like, pro-life, and, and it can be taken, you know, to be honest, it can be taken either side of the argument, either pro-life or pro-choice, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's about this really, inc- like, I think she's an incredible girl for just going with it and doing the right thing and still being herself. Like, she's, Juno's hilarious, and she she knows she's, 
kind of a fuck up sometimes and I adore her relationship with um what's his face Michael Sarah Polly oh god yeah Polly yeah they're they're adorable um but yeah no it's it's it it was really like it was really refreshing to see like a take on like teen pregnancy that isn't like you're ruining your life yeah so that was all that kind of false pretense that everything's gonna be okay and we all lived happily ever after yeah and you think well no it's not usually like that at all exactly um just touching on teen pregnancy i saw a video jamie ling spears with her child that child is like as big as her now yeah oh yeah that was a while ago wasn't it (laughs) she's 12 oh my god her child is 12 12 years ago what the hell how old do we feel i agree with that as well because i mean i think with with juno's character as well she's not the i think a lot of teenage pregnancies like quinn in glee for example yeah it's the pretty preppy girl that gets pregnant it's a big shock whereas with judo she's mm-hmm. probably like not trailer park but kind of like very working class yeah not popular girl in school has like what one friend played by olivia thirdly and then michael sarah isn't her boyfriend and it's kind of like a happy accident and it's just quite it's not brutal but it's just raw it's like yeah this is what's happening and she kind of goes through all the stages like she goes to get an abortion and it's her personal choice actually she's like actually i don't want to do that but i'm not going to keep the baby either we don't have a lot of films out there that talk about women having an unwanted pregnancy and then giving the baby up for adoption Mm -hmm. i can't think of any other films that do explore that can you guys not really. Uh, nope. No, not a fel- not just Glee again, but that's a TV show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah Glee, Glee's going to come about 10,000 times, isn't it? I mean, Glee is yeah, cinema. I know. That's a different podcast I mean, altogether. Can you believe they never made a Glee movie, actually, when you think about it? I know. <laughs> it seems like something they would do. I know. I think Ryan Murphy doesn't want to leave and TV land. He loves his TV. And all the songs would have been, like, movie-themed yeah. songs and... Mm. Oh my god, they really messed Six a trick there. They the really game. messed a trick. I think they, they've, they've messed of, um, up a lot of things on Glee, but um, <laughs> again, for another I time. Really, I told, I said this before, I really want to be that investigative journalist that does a six part series on the behind the scenes of Glee because I recommend oh some stories. Yeah. Well, obviously, there's some stories anyway. Well, I, Santana story. wrote that uh, book, didn't she? Oh, yeah, her tell all. She did. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to read that. Did you guys that. read that? No, I really I did to. not read it. Uh, I, I don't like read. <laughs> Good. She can't read. Terrible. She's if it's an audiobook, I might some... listen. <laughs> yeah, fair. There were some like bits in there that were quite ex- explosive because um, she said that she had an abortion, didn't she? In the book, yeah. round about the time that she was good, that she was on Glee, which was um, yeah, relates to this a little bit. Um, but yeah, and I mean another part of Juno is obviously the characters of Jennifer Garner and Jason Bateman, mm-hmm. yeah. who play this kind of middle class. Um, family that can't have children and then obviously it kind of transcends and Jason Bateman turns out to be an absolute creep which I didn't yeah. notice the first time I watched this because I yeah. was like I don't know 16 and then later on you watch it you think why is he alone with this child yeah she is it's 16 so and she's like oh I'll burn you a CD like sh- no get away from her no. get a job like no. stop. all of it was creepy to me especially that dancing scene where he has his like hands like on her waist <gasps> yes I was uncomfortable in 2007 and I was uncomfortable like last week when I watched it again so yeah 
And I think that was the first thing I saw Jason Bateman in. So, like, everything else after that, I was like, it's the creepy Juno guy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he's good when he's, like, bad. Like, when he's a bad person. Yeah. He's a yeah. better actor yeah. in movies where he's, like, kind of sleazy or kind of just, like, morally wrong. But a lot of times he's like made he's, to be, yeah. like, the good guy. And I just don't, I don't vibe with that. That's telling. Much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yikes! Someone's got a secret. I mean, he's super hot on Ozark, but that's again, like you know, different conversation. Yes, it's funny because like Jason yeah. Bateman in Ozark is not like Jason Bateman. It's like a different oh, character. Yeah, he must go into methods during that or something because I can't like imagine him like Jason Bateman Ozark to Jason Bateman Arrested Development. Yeah, like, it's two completely yeah, but different. You know what the worst Jason Bateman is? Is Jason Bateman talking about jessica walters and how you oh, yeah, oh that was, that was so bad that was bad he didn't get as much sick for that as i thought he was gonna get no absolutely not Yikes. yeah he was nominated though for something recently that was quite big i can't remember it was uh, oh golden globe for ozark ah oh. so he's, he's getting he's got yeah the past two years he's been nominated so yeah he's obviously We'll have Academy Award winning Jason Bateman. I'm sure Ned has predicted that. For <laughs> um, Horrible yeah. Bosses so 3. Uh, yeah. That's what he's going to win his Oscar for. I don't know. Kevin, Kevin Spacey will probably still try and get in that film. Oh, like he'll God. just turn up on set and be no. like, I'm here. Does anyone else now think about Christmas as the time where we get another Kevin Spacey video, by the oh, way? Oh, I was so mm. scared when that dropped this year. I'm like, I don't I'm... want it. <laughs> Two years in a row. It's, yeah, I'm it surprised he hasn't, you know, come out with a coronavirus video just to Ooh, keep in with the times, you know? Honestly. I'm like, I'm waiting for it. Be, um, it would be on, it would be on brand. And I'll have his little yeah. cooking um, apron on and everything. Uh, he is a disease. Oh, God, please stop. Um, he does. It's just, oh, do um, So, yeah, and then two years later, we get something completely different to Juno, but still with that hilarious Diablo Cody non-PC friendly humour which is Jennifer's body which at the time was so underrated and now is so rightly loved and adored which is brilliant apart from Courtney did you say you like this film I can't remember okay good I think I need to I think I need to rewatch it again because I remember watching it being like so excited because she'd obviously made Juno and it was my favourite movie for a long time yeah and just being Mm -hmm. like this is not, this is not what I wanted. Uh, but oh, I think now Juno, if I watch it again, sure. I'd probably absolutely love it. I just, at the time, I think I had that weird, like, Megan Fox is awful because that's what society told us. And uh, uh, I am I'm a so sheep. I'm so glad you brought that up. But, yeah. I'm so glad you brought up because, Lauren, I felt exactly the same way because I don't know why. I don't know what was happening in the late 2000s with Megan Fox, but she really had this stigma behind her that the press had hyped up that she was bitchy, she was difficult yeah. to work with mm. because she was sexy and attractive, therefore women shouldn't like her because she's a threat. I mean, if in your day-to-day life, if you think Megan Fox is a threat, I don't understand. What, is she going to walk in your living room and take away yeah. your husband? Like, I don't understand I mean, the situation. And also, they'd yeah, be better actually. off, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I would take my husband gladly. I would be angry. Like, why aren't you taking me, Megan? Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say, why aren't you taking me? Why my right dumb husband? <laughs> but there was there was many aspects to her that I mean, she um, 
Has Megan Fox come out as bisexual? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. She has. So she had the bisexual element, which obviously the press hate. Any woman that is bisexual in the media, they immediately attack. Mm-hmm. And she spoke about how she was she self-harmed at one point, but she didn't want to go into it too much because she didn't want to be an advocate for it. So a lot of people just kind of picked anything about her and just completely tore her apart. So when this film came out, I did think, oh no, it's Megan Fox. Um, but then I watched it and I was like, oh my God, it's Megan Fox. Hi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bisexuality is just booming right now. Um, Ari, why don't you tell us about Gender for Body? Because you do love this film. I adore this film. I'm like obsessed with this film. There was a point where I think it was like two years ago. I revisited it because my best friend had it on and we had like a huge movie night. And I was like, I'm going to model my entire aesthetic after her in this <laughs> film. Because wow. <laughs> like I'm obsessed with that. Like the, the, the lip gloss and the not the low rise jeans because that should never come back in my opinion. Anyway. Yeah, no. But um, I agree. No, she's just so Jennifer's so funny. And I think it's really rare that you get the hot girl that is absolutely just hilarious. And I'm like, yeah, that's representation for me. But, um, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but no, she's she's hilarious and she loves needy. And that's that whole thing of like when I first watched it, I was like, oh no, they're they're just two best friends having a falling out. And then you watch it again, and you're like, oh no no, Jennifer was in love with needy, and needy was with yes. her stupid stupid boyfriend who was like obviously i like sympathized for him towards the end but i was kind of just like can you not like <laughs> can like, be here can you not be here i agree with jennifer can you go and take your weird like what does she say she, she had so many great lines about like she called them she did soy saucing or something it was <laughs> oh man it, it was great it was great i love it i love it so much and yeah and it's it's Is always it? nice to see women in horror and especially women take charge in horror like that because written mm-hmm. by a woman directed by a woman Mm-hmm. The starring two women in the lead. It was. It was just. Especially it was like two thousand nine. So it was. It was way ahead yeah. of its time. I think mm-hmm. definitely. I think so too. I think Jennifer's body could come out today and be like completely on brand, still oh, yeah. and relevant and yeah. enjoyable. It's with with Megan Fox. She. I mean, she said she went for this role because she loved the script and she loved Diablo Cody's previous work. And she said the reason why she enjoyed it is that she, there wasn't any robots to distract her because yeah. obviously she'd worked on Transformers. <laughs> so for me, like this. This was actually a very wise career choice for her. Mm-hmm. And she really got into character. She said she lost um, she lost a lot of weight and she stayed out of the sun to keep her skin pale. Wow. I just Same. love that she like got a whole message. Dedication. <laughs> That's what I've been doing for years, Megan. Um, but she said she really, like she spent a lot of time with Diablo and Karen Kasuma trying to work it out and trying to get the story right. So she really put a lot into this performance. And I think I'm really glad that people do look at that as one of her... It is probably her greatest role. I'm yeah. struggling to think of another role that she is equally as good in. It's an iconic um, role, definitely. Mm-hmm. The only other thing Hugely. I think I've ever seen her in is this. This is Forty. <laughs> oh yeah, she's oh, in that, yeah. isn't she? I think that's literally yeah. the only thing I've ever seen her in, other than Jennifer's Body. I adore her in the Transformers movies, even though those movies suck. But um, <laughs> no, she's she's great in them. She's genuinely like, oh man, you can really turn things around with a script. Like she can, well, you I could give her anything. Yeah, it's it's incredible. She's Well, I loved her in New Girl as well, yeah. and I really didn't expect that to work. I really thought that she was going to be a bit of a um, like a bit of a just a silly girl that says silly lines. But she yeah. really gave it a rule, and I was um, I was actually quite sad when Zoe Deschanel came back. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I know it's your show and all, but you know, can Megan not stay for longer? 
Um, Amanda Seyfried, though, so she plays the best friend, mm-hmm. Anita, less Nikki, as we know as Needy, who's kind of like the plain Jane and mm-hmm. kind of is our storyteller throughout this whole film. I mean, the lesbian infatuation they have, I don't think it is a lesbian infatuation. I think it generally is that these two do, they are in love with each other, yeah. but they are unaware of yeah. their feelings. Obviously, she has yeah. this boyfriend that I don't think she's attracted to. No. Bless Johnny Simmons' heart. So oh, he's wonderful. Yeah, I do think it is quite a... It's a bisexual film. And people don't like putting a label on it because they're scared of the B word anyway. Yeah. But I really do think them two as a, as a romantic relationship are quite iconic. Would you oh, agree? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. They're adorable. Yeah, it's it's that whole... Lovely. I love that line where in the film she's like, sandbox love never dies. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't because that's what it is. <gasps> yeah. Because uh, you could totally picture them as like kindergartners in a sandbox sort of like pinky like swearing yeah. each other and and it's yeah, yeah and then that like, growing up and yeah. jennifer gets really hot so she starts sleeping with guys yeah. and she realizes she doesn't like guys and anita gets this boyfriend and it's like Bleh. um also adam brody in this oh film. my god now adam brody is wow. one of those guys that he's not in a lot of stuff so when yeah. he is we really have to cherish the moment yeah. let's go eyeliner let's go the whole thing i mean they really tried to get genuine rock stars in this film they actually they look to get in pete wentz in the role Ooh. they oh look to get in joel <laughs> they look to get in joel madden from good charlotte in the role and oh my god even at one worse. point we love pete at joel. one point <laughs> chad michael murray was considered of for the course role. of course but he's Everything. a bit too like conventional yeah wouldn't you say I think to play so that too. Role? like he's a bit he's a bit too i mean like i, I only have only seen him in one tree hill it's kind of just like no, you're that guy. Like, I can't. Get he's that just Lucas Scott. Yeah. Like, he's, exactly, exactly. I think Adam Brody though portrays that kind of like desperate rock mm-hmm. star as well. That kind of vibe that yeah. he will do anything for success. And it really broke my heart when I discovered that it's not him singing. Yeah, mm. I love that song. I know, like, I we're meant song. to hate that song, but I adore it. And I wish <laughs> it was on Spotify, like right now. Um, through the trees. But yeah, that through the trees. I love that. It's very Carrie-esque as well, the problem they're singing yeah. that song as well. It's a very old school kind of thing. But it didn't, um, the film itself didn't like seem to do like incredibly well with people. I think mm. like now it has kind of come like a cult classic. Definitely. But like box office wise, I think people went to see it because Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer's body, sorry, Megan Fox was in it. And I think a lot of guys were like, what the fuck was that? That was yeah. stupid kind of thing. Mm. I think, I think the it's marketing funny. definitely fucked up because oh the market was terrible i saw it not like right when it came out but shortly mm-hmm. after because my dad just was like it was five dollars at walmart um megan fox is in it <laughs> and he watched it and he was like okay no you need to watch this like i'm gross because i bought it for megan fox but like let's backpedal and like she's really cool in this so like my dad helped me get over the societal like hatred of megan fox which and we just really enjoyed right. jennifer's body when i was like 12 um so i liked it like from when i saw it in the beginning and i thought everyone i didn't really realize till like film twitter that it took a while for it to get Mm. popular and i'm just glad it is because it's awesome yeah i mean like you 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 mentioned about the marketing it was marketed toward men oh yeah nothing on this film yeah that kind of i mean you had like megan fox in a short skirt on was it like a teacher's desk or something yeah she was on like a desk there was an apple there's like a blackboard and i was like oh come on there was an apple yeah like i want a poster of jennifer's body that i'm proud to have in my room and none of the posters that are out now yes would be worthy 
So like it's it's got it's got to have hair and needy on it, hasn't it? Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Because it's weird because you don't really hear a lot about Amanda Seyfried in this film, and she is essentially she's not the titular role, but she is the lead Mm -hmm. role. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Very bizarre. Um, But yeah, a lot of people say that it's kind of become a feminist horror film since the Me Too movement. But I mean, as we've said, like I love the film for a long time, so I don't Mm -hmm. really see how the Me Too movement changed that. Um, I know that she kind of kills boys yeah who's become, trying to, yeah. Who, who's, yeah but i don't know but yeah the the producers and the writers of the film did blame a lot of the lack of success on the advertising which i think is interesting there's a few films like that that kind of fail on that retrospect isn't yeah. there yeah really but, yeah. but then after jennifer's after jennifer's body i'm sorry i just we got United States of Tara. Whoop, whoop. So this is Diablo moving into television. She's done a few little bits and pieces here, but she this is her actual show. Who has watched United States of Tara? Me. I've seen the pilot. That's it. Yeah, I saw a bit of it. Just me alone. Is it just me and Karis? Has seen the whole thing? It's all good. I think so. Oh, it's so good. I didn't know she did it, actually, until yeah, me now. Neither. No, no. This it's actually on Amazon Prime, so if you do want to see it, you can watch it now. And so is One Mississippi, which which we'll get onto a bit later as well. But yeah, so this was on for three years. Tony Collette is in the lead role, and it's very Diablo Cody. It's very politically incorrect. It's very tongue in cheek. It's very sarcastic. I mean, it's about a character who has a multiple personality disorder. But the cast is amazing. We spoke about this recently. You've got. Obviously, Tony Collette, you've got John Corbett as the husband. You've got Brie Larson looking yeah. very young. Yeah. Very young. And uh, is it Keir Gilchrist who is in Atypical? Yep. Yeah. So you've got all of these great actors and the show is fantastic and it really explores it. I mean, I've had problems with films before when they talk about mental illnesses, particularly Sylvan Line in Playbook, Ooh. just because it's like, ha ha, I have bipolar, marry me. Um, whereas <laughs> this show, it really... It, it shows the family dynamic. It's not just this is the person who has the illness. It's this is the husband who deals with it. This is the daughter who's embarrassed of it. This is the son who yeah. is struggling with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does it really, really well. Um, and interesting fact, Portia Doubleday, for those who are fans of Mr. Robot, was actually yes. meant to play Brie Larson's character but Ooh. got kicked out after the pilot, unfortunately. Oh. I'm glad it was Brie. I love Brie. Yeah, she's great. Brie is great. She's fantastic. Also, that well. whole thing where well, she it, does like the Princess Valhalla thing that is my favorite thing in the whole world. <sighs> Brie has this storyline where she starts, uh, it's after she's graduated high school, and she starts to basically sell videos of herself on the internet doing things like sitting on cakes. Oh my god, the original bad. Prime mm-hmm. time comedy. Brie Larson sitting on a cake, dressed up as was he like an anime it's like character? A, Lauren, she like she has like her own superhero that's like Princess Valhalla, and she wears like a Viking uh, hat. <laughs> Is that a thing? I think so. Um, and it's so dumb and so great. It really is brilliant. And it really, like I said before, it's just the family dynamic of exploring it. I don't know where she got the um, concept from. I know that Steven Spielberg originally had an idea, um, but then Diablo Cody kind of come along and made it what it was. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I definitely recommend watching it, especially now if you're looking for something a bit comforting or just funny. And Tony Collette is just the best. Tony Collette, 
needs an Oscar in this decade. We're, we're, oh, yeah. we're coming to go with quite a list now, aren't we? Amy Adams. Tony Collette. Megan Fox needs one. Megan Fox. Jason Bateman. I don't really want him to get one, but I guess <laughs> it's a weird. Yeah. Amy Adams. Megan Fox. Well, if he does something good, I suppose he should have it. Yeah. Florence Pugh as well. And Sersha. Oh, oh, my gosh. Sersha. Oh, it's Sersha Ronan. Yeah. Give it to her. Four times. Five times a charm. Five times a charm. Bless you. I mean, people complained about Leo. Leo, what was nominated? Three times? Get over yourself. Come on. Sersha. Sorry, you're bringing up I feel like things have gone wrong ever since Leo won an Oscar. No? It's true. That was 2015. (laughs) Usually. 2016 elections happened after that. And then here we are now. Was it only 2015? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was was for The Revenant. So he, like, won in 2016 for 2015. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was he should have won for Wolf of Wall Street, not The Revenant. Oh my but that's god, yeah. another exactly. conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you get mauled by a bell. There's so many oh, like that, so though. <laughs> I think there's a lot of like performances where they're just like, oh, we know they probably deserve one by now, so we'll just give them one for any old crap. <laughs> then give one to Willem Dafoe already. Knew <laughs> 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 you were gonna say give that it to him. The Lighthouse, come on. <laughs> Could you imagine if the White House like sweeped the Oscars last year? That would have been there. like the Lighthouse and Parasite. People would have been like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> yeah, At least Parasite got. Thank God, it's the only good the thing that's happened the Asian in twenty twenty. Yeah, Let's that's true. Parasite. It was the only thing I seen in the cinema this year. I think. <laughs> What's that? The Lighthouse. Wait, I saw Bombshell. Oh, okay. Ooh. There you go. Bombshell. What was the last thing oh, you guys watched go- at the cinema pre-quarantine? It was I, I didn't appreciate it. Honey Boy. I'm trying to think. Oh, Honey, Honey Boy. Honey Boy. Oh, good shout. Yeah, I saw that on Prime. I think it was 1917. Oh. Cinema that Baby. I really like that film. I saw Sonic last, Sonic. so that's very... <laughs> oh, gosh. Great last the only film. thing I know... <laughs> the only thing I know about the film 1917 is that the guy that's in it stands the same all the time. That's literally the only thing I <laughs> oh, can yeah, say. Oh, yeah, the meme. Yeah, George McKay stands like a George sim. George McKay. Oh, yeah. 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 I love King. that so much. I love him so much. King. He's, I love him he's so much. incredible. I've got, like, the biggest crush on him. I'm like, you basic ass bitch. Stop this. <laughs> he's, I think we're yeah, all there. He's just such we're a typical there. white boy, but yeah. you still love him. Yeah. Bless him. Um... 2011, Diablo's back with young adults, which is the oh, first collaboration with Charlize Theron. Yes. Uh, Lauren, Lauren, why don't you kick us off with this? Because you were a massive advocate of this film when it first came out. Me? Sorry. Yeah, me? Yeah, yes, bro- you? Sorry, you broke up and then I was like, I heard massive ad- advocate for the film and I thought that has to be me. Um <laughs> I love this movie. I love this movie. I think it's incredible. Uh, I think Charlize Theron is amazing in it. And I just love, like, the whole time you think, all right, she's going to get it together. And she's just, she's going to figure all this out. And at the end, she's just as awful as she was at the start. And I love that so much. (laughs) It's interesting because I thought that by the end of the film, she would kind of have this, like, in a typical, like, coming of age film. Could you call this a coming of age film? Because she's 37. She never comes of age. Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Second yeah. coming of age kind of thing. Yeah, but then there's, there was but that she... film Laggies where Kira Knightley mm-hmm. plays somebody sort of middle-aged finding herself. So I think coming of age just happens yeah. to be... I mean, obviously, it's a... It's, it's definitely a, like a new yeah. new thing, isn't it? Like second coming of yeah. age, something like that. Yeah, completely. I did like Laggies, to be fair. That was interesting film. Yeah. 
I compare those two a lot because they do like young adult and laggies because I mean they have similar themes and it's quite it's a good show actually but this I mean with this film it was um, I just love the whole kind of aesthetic of her with her Hello Kitty t-shirt and Mm -hmm. the fact that her hair's always a mess and she's foul mouthed and she's just but I mean Diablo Cody said that she kind of picked up this idea um, because she wanted to do something that was People kept asking her, why are you always talking about teenagers and adolescents? And she said she wanted to create a woman in her 30s who is the same as that kind of teenage side mm-hmm. of it because yeah. that's how she felt as a person. She said she still felt like a messy teenager um, with, you know, like deluded teenage fantasies and her life and things like that. And I mean, as someone who's 28, like I still relate with that too because mm-hmm. I still feel mm-hmm. like I'm the same. same as I was when I was 17. Mm-hmm. Like just clueless and just, I don't know hopeful for a better future especially now because you know when people say things like when i grow up like i still say that do you guys say that uh sometimes <laughs> i i think do it's I like that? it's weird because i've kind of just like landed into like pseudo adulthood but like mm-hmm. all of my yeah. coworkers have like children and like mortgages so i'm like well, I have a house when I grow up. That's kind of where I'm at, I guess. Like, yeah. I'm in between. Okay. Yeah. I'm barely a grown-up. Like, reaching. Yeah, I'm, and I, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, I graduated last year from university, so I'm Same. a baby. Me too. Me too. Oh, my God. Yeah. Youth. <laughs> Years. <laughs> Youth. Whoa. Uh, I look at my degree from July 2014, and <laughs> What? <laughs> But what do degrees even mean in this world now? What do they mean? Oh, I mean, are they of any nothing, value? Nothing means <laughs> nothing means anything. The only thing that is of any value is Pepsi Max, which I cannot get anywhere. And uh, can you not? Well, I only go out of the. I only leave the house once to go to the shop a week because I'm so scared. Um, and uh, I couldn't get Pepsi Max, and so I have to do without Pepsi Max until the 14th of April when I can order it from ASDA because that was the earliest I could get a delivery here, which I had to stay up till 20 past one in the morning to get while I was in a queue. It was easier to get Spice Girls tickets, and that is not a lie. <laughs> God. i tell you what, though. In, in young adult, I love the fact that they have this baby naming ceremony, and mm. it's kind of like the window to how ridiculous some baby events <laughs> have become. That's so funny. I mean, this was in 2011. Did we even have a gender reveal party back then? I'm sure mm. there was, like, like a couple, but it yeah, wasn't. It, was, it didn't yeah. go as viral as it did. Like, I wouldn't say now, like a couple years no. ago. But yeah, yeah, a couple. Yeah, that baby naming. See everything about that scene. I was like sweating. It stressed me <laughs> out so much. And when she starts talking about her reproductive problems, I was like, "Girl, I'm gonna cry. I can't do this. Like now, I feel bad for you. I liked not having to feel bad for you. It was a lot." This whole movie mm-hmm. is just yeah. like my blood pressure spiked every time she opened her <laughs> mouth. <laughs> She's a very stressful yes. character, isn't yeah. she? And there They're are very few people character. like in cinema that do that. Like, yeah, that yeah. Watching young Usually. adult was like watching Uncut Gems for the first time. It's yes. just stress. It's like, I completely agree. Yeah. Like when because Lauren told me about this film when I watched it, I think I just got over a breakup, so I was still feeling fragile. And I watched it, I was like, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. But I want to carry on because she's so awful. Yeah. But then that's the concept of the film. Like not every character in a film is meant to be like yeah. yeah. And it's good with women as yeah. well to have yeah. unlikable women in films. Exactly. 
I mean, in any other film, you know, Charlize Theron would play like the the ex wife if she was playing this kind of character, mm, yeah. which kind of bitter manipulative i mean the fact that she gets this email and thinks it's a sign that she should be with her ex-boyfriend because he's had a baby i was like this this woman and shout shout out to patrick wilson though because he is the ultimate hot dad for me uh he'll always be he'll never um, be will arnett to me yeah (laughs) phantom of the opera is all i think of of patrick wilson oh the hair (laughs) that hair (laughs) that hair is something Raoul. But I mean, Raz, I'm running up the... <laughs> Raoul. Patrick Wilson in The Conjuring, though. I'm kind of like, okay, come on. Exercise me, King. Come on. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Please, sir, there are oh, ghosts. Oh, God. Please, sir, there are ghosts. Come check my room. Um, the next film she did off that was a film called Paradise. Now, has anyone been able to see this? I've really... Mm-hmm. St- you did watch I, it. I did. Oh, nah. did. I can't track it down. Okay, so it's I on Tubi, it which is in America only, I think. It's called what? No, it's on <laughs> Tubi. It's a free streaming Tubi. service okay. that I found. No Tubi. one and I found it, like, in the fall, and I just Googled Paradise when you mentioned it. I'd never heard of this movie. I didn't know she had directed a movie. Um, no. It's very... What year is it? Is it 2014, Karis? 2013? 2013. Okay, it's very of its time because the the stars are Julian Huff and Russell Brand. <laughs> oh my god, what? I like Russell didn't, Brand. I didn't want to watch a Russell Brand movie, but I'm like, I'm going to do it because no one else can watch this movie and someone on the podcast has to be able to talk about it. The basic premise <laughs> is that Julian Huff, who I, I watched Dancing with the Stars a lot when I was younger and I just, I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe don't be in movies that's mean but i don't know <laughs> um, she is i'm a gonna super... ring her up and i'm gonna tell her you said that do it uh she's a super yeah. christian girl who gets in a plane accident mm-hmm. and gets like horribly oh disfigured God. which is such a diablo cody plot um yeah and so she renounces god and runs away to las vegas to sin and the whole As movie like counts awesome. all the sins she does and she falls for russell brand which is like the you know, sin. yeah, that is the biggest <laughs> sin of all. But Octavia Spencer's in it, and she's the highlight to me. She was really funny in it. But it's just like those three together makes no sense. Yeah. And it who just like it, who should we get for this? Cost. Julianne Hough. I know it just was very like I can't say I disliked it, but it definitely. Mm-hmm. I think Diablo Cody works better when she just writes it and gives it to another director. Mm, okay. um, it just didn't it was like too cutesy and not enough like of the real life like kind of pain Watch that it. comes Ooh. in on a lot of her other movies yeah. it was just like this is funny yeah. she's you know drinking for the first time haha ha. I don't it reminded me of the um the Amish girl in Miss Congeniality if she got an entire movie oh. but it wasn't as good as that <laughs> character <laughs> Yeah, so I would say it's my least favorite Diablo Cody venture, but I still, like, I I don't regret watching it, but it's definitely, like, way below everything else she's done. Like, I love everything else she's done, so. I just want to see Russell Brand and Octavia Spencer share some screen time, because I don't, I need to, I need to see it to believe it. It's bizarre. It, so what character does Octavia Spencer play? So she is, like, a lounge singer. And she's also a film student for some reason. 
And um. Russell Brand is a bartender at the lounge she sings at, and they're like buddies. They're like he, she's like his mom, like adoptive mother in a weird way. Can't. It's weird. This feels like an SNL sketch. It, yeah. It, it, yeah. It feels like a real film. Yeah. Yeah, and just Julianne Huff, I don't know, like it, like she and Russell Brand would never even make eye contact in real life, so it's very weird that she's like falling in love with him, and uh, it's mm. weird. I never, I don't know about you guys, but I never understood the Russell Brand as a Hollywood actor <laughs> phrase. No. Although I will Have say that- get him to the Greek? <laughs> yes, but forgetting Sarah Marshall is one of my. I should have put yeah. that as one of my comfort films last week. Actually, yeah, oh, say, yeah. It's, it's my a favorite. good film. I love forgetting Sarah Marshall, and he's decent in that because he's playing a little bit of himself. Yeah, yeah. But then after that, he just seemed to be in everything. My cousin won't watch it because he hates Russell Brand, and I'm like, you don't understand. This movie is so perfect in every other way. Like Paul Rudd in that movie. Anyway, but what I will say, yeah, I could really hear any of that conversation about that movie. But what I will <laughs> say is that I thought that for years, I thought that Julianne Huff's name was Julianne Ho because it's like the same as the end of the spelling of my name. And mm-hmm. my name is obviously McGill. So I was like, oh, it's Julianne Ho. How unfortunate. But it is, in fact, Huff. <laughs> Just in case anyone else that, was, um, you know, having these these fears. I thought it was Julianne Howe. Me too. Like, how did she get in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh! oh my god! <laughs> How, uh, I don't even know. I haven't even seen it. She could be lovely. I don't know. She's fine. Yeah, Julian, it would have been better if someone. Julian I think the whole act. movie would be better if you replaced her and Russell Brand and kept Octavia Spencer. Hmm. Octavia she Spencer has- in 30 Rock is the single greatest thing in the world. Oh, yeah. She's incredible. Oh, my God. Excuse One of the greatest amazing. guest roles yeah. on that show ever. Ma yep. was the best yeah, film you- of 2019. So. Ma is the best I need film. to watch it's this so time. good. See, it's my- It actually feels like a perfect quarantine film it's as well. It's so oh good. Yeah. I'm not- Like, you think I'm being ironic, but I'm not. It's incredible. No, it's genuinely <laughs> incredible. Like- we're we're all staying indoors so Ma can be safe. This is yeah what we're Wait, doing. Is like is it incredible? Oh. Like the room is incredible, or is it incredible? Like actually incredible. I can't put it into words. The room thirty eight times. Um, no, it's so different. Like Ma is very like <laughs> it's 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 fun and it's rare that you get a horror film now that's not trying to say something overtly political or which I do enjoy. Yeah, now, this I is just agree. a good time and it's fun. Yeah. it's not like you know a quiet place or like it's it's mm-hmm. it's just like oh damn these teenagers are dumb um yeah octavius Spencer is doing something that we never thought we'd see her do so exactly it's... yeah it was super unexpected <laughs> i just love the memes yeah. oh the, meme yeah. the memes are great the best part have you seen that one it was um it was the poster for candy man but it was candy ma and then there was <laughs> yes. a bead on the on the stick and if you zoomed in it was her face i just <laughs> I, I think about that every goddamn day <laughs> It's the best thing. Oh, gosh. Oh. I just, I don't oh. think Octavia Spencer thought when she picked up that script, this is going to be the most iconic film of my career. Bless her. Oh, man. Um, fun fact about the film Paradise, during filming, Russell Brand was arrested for <laughs> grabbing a photographer's phone and throwing it through a window, which is classic. Kingship. Thoroughly style, unsurprised. Oh. Please address that on your YouTube channel, Russell, please. He has a YouTube channel? Him. 
Oh, oh my god, does. I he does. He does like and him. he does like motivational does like... videos. It's what? It's a cool kind of stuff. I hate yeah. to say that I am subscribed. <laughs> <laughs> I am subscribed. I do not. To I don't really watch. Channel. Yeah, I don't actually watch the videos. I just read the titles and think, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally it. I literally go right. Okay, and then I scroll on and watch something crap instead. Bless you. Mm. Um, okay, so we're going to fast forward now to 2015. Yes. Um, quite a combination that you would never expect. Diablo Cody wrote the film and Jonathan Demi directed mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Ricky and the Flash starring yes. Meryl Streep. Oh my now, God, Karis. We, <laughs> we watched this together and we didn't realise how good it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We watched it because we thought it was going to be bad. And we thought we've we just did, we literally <laughs> said, well, let's watch a bad movie tonight. Because we cried our eyes out at the Lady Gaga documentary and we needed something we else. And we were like, this is gonna be bad, let's laugh at this. And it was so good. It's so it was good. so good. I don't think we knew it was Diablo Cody when we put it on, did we? I think whenever we clicked it, we were like, This sounds terrible, and then we were like, Diablo Cody. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um Interesting. But yeah, it, it, that movie always makes me think of you because literally uh yeah, I don't even know what just I was going to say, but it just makes me think of you because we never, ever are together, ever. <laughs> ever. We, me and Lauren have been friends for nearly 10 years, but have seen each other uh, twice. Amalgamation Three? of four days. Yeah. Damn. Four days, yeah. Yeah. As you can tell, I try to keep away mm-hmm. from this Russell Brand fan. <laughs> no, to be fair, <laughs> you're absolutely right, too. But Ricky and the Flash is quite a surprise. Obviously, it didn't do great um, yeah, box office-wise. It yeah. didn't do great critically-wise at all, which is bizarre because, obviously, it's Meryl Streep. Um, but it's actually... I think it's a lovely film. Yeah, And I it's think it's a, it's a feel-good film. And I think it's, fu- it's fun to see Meryl Streep do something that isn't going to be an Oscar-nominated yeah. film. Yeah. Um, and just do something a bit stripped, stripped back. And the the cast is great. You've got Ben Platt is in this film He's as well. He's adorable. You've got Sebastian Stan. He's so cute. Oh. Sebastian Stan, yeah. Mamie Gummer, who I love, by the way. Yeah, I think Mamie so Gummer good. is a national treasure that we don't yet appreciate. Uh, and she um, has critics saying through this movie, do you know that's Meryl Streep's daughter? Actually, a real daughter? Can you believe that's actually her real daughter? That looks, They look just the same. They look exactly the same. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's what I said Ridiculous. the whole time we watched that movie. <laughs> Ridiculous. She's she's done great great to be honest, Mammy Gummer wise, to be fair. Is her name actually Mammy? No, it's Mary Willa. Mammy. Mammy Gummer. Um who Ma- was speaking about Ricky and the Flash? I can't oh. remember it other than I watched it with you. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> I watched it last week actually. And that I thought it was um, quite good. Oh. I remember it's, loving it. Take it away. Yeah. Yeah. I think about her singing Bad Romance it's... all the time because what a rendition. Oh, like, gosh, yes. Oh, man. This is like a really good... I would double bill this with Mamma Mia because it's the the two roles that I love Meryl Streep doing because they're just so relaxed and fun and she sings and it's yeah. it's a good it's a great time. And it also has something to say, I, I think. I agree. Like, yeah. No, I was just about to say, like, Diablo Cody does really well when she's sort of dealing with really... Again, like, yeah, really broken women or really difficult women i think would be like ricky is a tough bitch but also she's kind of like i really wish you weren't like this because life would have been so much easier for your family but at the same time you know people do what they got to do 
Uh, yeah. yeah. You were saying. I think as well, because it deals with, you've got a suicide element in this mm-hmm. film as well. And a little bit to like Little Miss Sunshine, when you kind of, the family kind of comes together around uh, an attempted suicide, which which is great. And it's something that we should see because I think stopping suicide from happening is obviously a key thing but then the second part is when it does still happen you still need to support them afterwards and i think we see that in films a lot and with this film in particular he made me go and play someone that is so heartbroken she tries to end her own life and rather than just thinking oh she's an idiot or she's just being a typical woman she's over emotional or a uterus kind of thing Mm they kind of come around her and they look after her and you've got this lovely family dynamic which is obviously completely broken in some retrospects um because you've got like a stepmom and you've got like all these children that weren't really with Meryl Streep when they were growing up but they were with this other woman and Ricky's kind of trying to battle in between wanting to be a mum again but also kind of not letting her pride get in the way that you know yeah I left you guys but it was for my career and you know Mm. and I like that balance of career woman and mother that we she tastes a little bit in this and then i think we see more in tully Mm -hmm. yeah but it's like you said she she's really great at writing difficult women controversial women women that independent women strong-minded women and it's great to see that on film because i think that other than diablo cody's work it is a struggle to see these kind of characters on film that aren't playing bitter ex-wives kind of thing and she's not your typical bitter ex-wife either like she's a hardcore republican but she's also an la rocker and she works at a grocery store she's she like encompasses all these things that i think at least from what i've observed of america because i like haven't been there in a while and i don't live there but like it's it's people that you know exist and you don't get to see all the time and i thought that was really great yeah, and I I love the end when she plays at the daughter's wedding. Yeah, that's so sweet. sweet. Such a lovely... Spoiler moment. alert. I want my mum to be a rock star. <laughs> Shut up, Lauren. <laughs> but also that year, I mean, in regards to why it didn't do very well, people are just dumb, but also that year we had One Mississippi, which is her second TV show, which you can also catch on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. We're not promoting Amazon Prime, by the way, because let's face it, they're shitbags right now. Yeah. Um, they're demons. Ariel, you've watched One Mississippi. Yes. So tell us about this show, because it's created by her and also Tig... Uh, is it Notara? Tig Notara. 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 Yeah. There you go. Who was great? So actually, I have only watched this at the beginning of quarantine, um, but it was uh, came at the right time. So Tig Notara's life is uh, crazy. And so I think mm-hmm. this came right after she did her, like, documentary on Netflix. And essentially, you know, her life, it's loosely based on her life, which was like, you know, she was kind of, she dropped out of school really young. She had a lot of problems in her family. Like, she was, like, she openly comes out and says that she was molested. Um, like, later on in her life, she got C. diff, which is, like, this intestinal infection. and got really, really sick. And then her mom died like, suddenly, like, her mom was getting up after watching TV one night, and, like, her stepdad had gone up, and, like, she tripped, and, like, bumped her head, and, like, bled out, like, I don't know, she had some sort of brain hemorrhage and died, and then right after, yeah, and then right after, like, you know, Tig was feeling better from the C. diff, but she, like, was diagnosed with breast cancer, and, like, Mm -hmm. she was doing stand-up comedy, so they were, like, you have to do 
you know, you have to do something on this. And she was like, no, are you crazy? And then after some time, she decided to do this one set. I forget where, but it's like this big stand-up joint with like a bunch of like known comedians. And it went viral. I think viral. it's Largo? Yeah, it's exactly. Largo. Yeah. So it went viral. And she was doing this set and uh, like everyone started, you know, talking to her, like all this stuff. Um, then, like, after that, she starts talking about how she wanted to, you know, have a child, but she wasn't with anyone, and the the problem of, like, you know, she had a double mastectomy, so you can't really undergo, like, imp- you know, like, IVF, IVF with that, because the fertility um, prep is really bad for, you know, right? Um, so they wrote this TV show together, and it's, like, six episodes per season, and it's just loosely based on off her life and it's really like it's a little disjointed but it is hysterical because there's also this romantic element of how so Tignatar is a lesbian and she had this straight friend they call her straight kate in the show but it's stephanie allen who is yeah stephanie allen who is her wife right yeah she was totally straight before straight before whatever that means and uh <laughs> like it's just about how like she like they were basically dating but like Steph's like yeah I'm like straight and it you know it has that like romantic aspect of the show so it's kind of a balance between you know what's going on in Tig's life and then her brother and like the family dynamics and like I, instead of doing stand-up comedy she's um she does a podcast and okay. so it's it's really funny. They have a lot of really modern things. So something that I really noted with, you know, Diablo Cody's writing is that she really writes just ahead of time before things start to hit. Like, this is yeah. just before Me Too. Yeah. But they speak so much on, like, the Me Too, you know, speaking out about your your sexual assault and abuse. And, like, but, like, it's the comedic, like, offbeat, you know, dark comedy. And I just, I, I love yeah. it. It really was, like, a, a great show to watch during quarantine. I really, once I, because obviously doing research for this show, I was like, okay, I didn't even know she had another show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I saw it, I thought, okay, I'll give that a watch. And then it just, as soon as I saw Tig's name on it, because I love Tig, I think she's got that kind of, she's very um, honest mm-hmm. about her background. And even though it's like, it's not disastrous, it's incredibly dark. And she's had a very, very tough life, but she's just kind of like, yeah, this is who I am. And is very open exactly. about it. Alike to Diablo Cody. So when I saw those two names together, I thought, oh my God, that's got to be a freaking <laughs> showstopper. Um, so yeah, two seasons. I'm sad. Apparently Amazon cancelled it because they wanted to move towards wider audiences, which I'm, I'm assuming means men. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Usually, but no, I'm gonna watch that. That is on my list. I've got so far. I've got Sister Act Two, Ma, and One Mississippi. <laughs> Sister Act Two and Ma is actually a great double bill. <laughs> Maybe I have no idea why I haven't watched One Mississippi because I've always been like I remember that uh, stand-up thing going uh, viral at the time and following Tegnataro for years. And her documentary is phenomenal. If you haven't watched it, mm-hmm. um, I don't know why I've never watched the show. I'd, I think I just couldn't find where to watch it when it was out at the time, or I just couldn't afford Amazon. Maybe if it was on there, um, I don't know if it's yeah. It might have only been recently added to yeah. Amazon. I must get to it. I really do need to get to that one. And then we go to 2018 with Tully, which is, I think that was my favourite film of that year, to be quite honest, just because it was 
better than I thought it was going to be because I thought, okay, Charlize Theron again, it's going to be another unlikable character. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, you're a doll. I'm going to watch it and enjoy it, but not really relate to it. And then I walked away from Tully feeling, oh my God, it's me. Oh my <laughs> God, I'm not a mother, but it's me. Um, so yeah, it, it really took me away. And obviously it's her reuniting with Jason Reitman again. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't worked together since Juno. So it's like a 10 year period. Didn't he do young adult? I all? really think... He was a young adult too. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's like a, it's like a period yeah. where I think she works best with mm-hmm. Jason. Like mm-hmm. you said, Courtney, where she works best just hand the directing reins to someone. For some reason, these two... And it's funny because Jason Reitman's films on his own are completely different to the yeah. other Cody's. But she seems to bring something out in him that just, I don't know, just seems to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, a great, they're a great partnership. Absolutely great. I don't know how they're not married. <laughs> I mean, I know he's got a wife and, like, good for him. Really. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. And I'd, I'm just going to say this as a, as a side note. As a side note, Jason Reitman's sister, Catherine, who you may see from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. she's got a show called Working Mums. If she teamed up with Diablo Cody, it would be amazing. Yeah. Just saying. That would be and If you haven't seen Working Mums, watch it because it is hilarious. So good. It's on Netflix. Just saying. Um, Tully. Who wants to speak on Tully first? Um, I might talk about it just because I think what's going to happen is uh, someone else is going to talk and then I won't hear anything for like 20 minutes. Tully, I really, really love Tully. I thought it was... Uh, I remember waiting for it to come out in the cinema. Um, me and my aunt went and I remember watching it um, and the whole time being like, oh, why is she being so weird with this girl like why are they doing all these things and why is she uh, like and then i don't want to spoil it but uh, like at the end of the movie i remember just being like oh yeah i need to like watch this and like all over again like immediately um yeah it just was really powerful i thought it was great i agree i'm not gonna give away the ending but i thought too that it was quite because mackenzie davis who is lovely by the way yeah absolutely lovely and she plays the role of tully so well um just very positive and light-hearted and warm and that typical kind of youth innocence of youth yeah. thing where they haven't kind of been knocked down by life yet they've still got so many possibilities open to them which obviously contrasting with Marlo who Charlize Theron plays it's different Marlo is obviously a new mum she's married she has another child um her son has a de- 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 uh, sorry third child as a de- I can't developmental disorder that's the one and that they can't diagnose so she's you know struggling to kind of work with this child and I thought that was quite a good touch because I don't think there is enough stories about children who have because obviously we do see a lot now atypical for example kind of gives us a glimpse into a child not a child but a teenager with autism but like my brother for example he has he is on the spectrum but he is an autistic but he's got elements to him where you have to be quite sensitive Mm -hmm. you need to be quite thoughtful Mm -hmm. But because it's not diagnosed, there isn't a cheat sheet to it. There's not a how-to guide with that stuff. So it was good to see, even though we only see a little bit of it in this film, it was nice to see that touch in there. And then you've got Ron Livingston, who I love, by the way, playing this husband that is kind of understanding, but at the same time, he's just a man. (laughs) You know, it's just how it is. But I I really liked Mackenzie Davis kind of coming in and just giving this woman a revitalisation of life. And I think by the end of the film, when you do know the whole story, you think it's that classic case of she didn't need someone else to save her. She saved herself kind of thing. 
So yeah, I it I just like I said, I I just kind of walked away from it thinking, oh god, she got me again, Diablo. I know she's so bloody good. She's she's so incredible. I haven't seen. I don't want to see yeah. more films like this. I haven't seen Sally since it came out, but I remember leaving the cinema being holy shit, like yeah wow you're a genius but then i i was with somebody at the time and my boyfriend at the time was like that was really weird i don't like this and i was like you what and we like argued about it for hours and i was like men are really dumb but um yeah i had the same thing uh, but no it's just just kind of like yeah it's one of those things where i think people get really i i get why i mean obviously it did quite well compared to a lot of her other films but yeah it's one where kind of like rick in the flash where you'd get mixed reviews just because the ending or a certain element about Tully didn't sit right Mm. with a certain kind of viewer and I find that really interesting about her work because for us like oh yeah all of the stuff that she's done brilliant great and we understand why and I feel like oh is that because we're women or is it because you know we're not dumb or both but then um, <laughs> yeah, but then but then you look at sort of the other side of it being like oh yeah that doesn't sit right with you because you're not used to this kind of I don't know character storytelling yeah. Like, yeah like it's, it's it's interesting it's interesting but yeah mm. postpartum is a storyline oh, in there yeah. as well which again doesn't get touched on a lot either and I think after a third child because I've had friends who a friend had a, her third child last year first two pregnancies she didn't have postpartum and then with her third pregnancy she did and she was kind of like well nobody understands me because they thought well you've done this twice before so just get over it so I think postpartum is a storyline I want to see more in films yeah. because you, considering how many women get pregnant and have children mm-hmm. you yeah. think you know and I think in a lesbian relationship as well it'd be interesting yeah. to see there's um, um I don't know if you've seen it. It's called The Truth About Emmanuel and Kaya Scodelario no. and Jessica Biel are oh, yeah. in it. And yeah, that sort of deals with postpartum a little bit because like, Kaya plays um, a babysitter to a new mum. So it's like a similar dynamic, but it's definitely like a lot more fantasy, like supernatural-y kind of like as opposed to an actual examination of it. But yeah, it might, might be worth okay. a watch. So, I'll add it to this ever-growing list of mom. <laughs> Sister Act no, Two. Sister Act Two. Well, Mississippi, yeah. the TIG documentary. Yeah. And what's it called again? Emmanuel. The, the truth about Emmanuel. That's what it was the called. Truth about Emmanuel. That's why we're here and not having it all. Just giving you more things so you can't have ill because you're too busy watching films. <laughs> um, Ariel, did you watch Tolly? No, I didn't. But now I really want to. <laughs> oh, you should. You should. It was it, it, for me. I don't know about you guys where you guys were based, but. It, She's Oh, <laughs> hello. So sweet. Hello, you. She, um, sorry, um, I got completely lost track there because my dog looks so cute. <sighs> um, Tully did not come out in any cinema nearby me at all. Really? I mean, I was based in London mm-hmm. at the time I saw it and I worked at a cinema, so it was more sort of like pulling strings as to where I could watch it for free. But, um, yeah, no, it was everywhere <laughs> in central London for, I think, a good week. I think it needed a longer run, definitely, like, for it to get sort yeah. of... Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that happens with a lot of films, especially, like, independent releases where they just get slated and yeah. nobody that's wants strange. to... That's strange. Um, it was in, like, one of seven cinemas that are around me. So I had to, like, make the effort to go to that specific cinema to see it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it didn't have a big release here, but most things don't, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Is, is it because it's too English sounding? <laughs> oh! <Yeah. laughs> it's too English. Uh, oh my gosh. No, but uh, 
Tully isn't that. Is Tully quite Irish? I was good. Tully sounds more American than anything, right? Do you know a Tully? I've never met a Tully. Tully. I don't no. even know. Tully sounds. Is it even explained? Like is it her Davison. nickname in school? Like her? Mer- is no, it her, um... because I don't want to know. Say but it do you know? It spoils like, the ending. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yes. Also, what uh, do you, does anyone know a Marlowe? Yes. Um, there's this Marlo. actress on the show, Dermy. Her name, she's Australian. Her name's Marlo Kelly. So that's the only other Marlo that it's I know. A, it's a great name, but it's, I've never heard it. Great name. Yeah. Marlo. Marlo's Marlo. here. Marlo. I was going to say it will be Megan Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Megan Fox? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe she named it after Megan as like a little bit of a. I want her to work with Megan again. Oh, please. Oh, that would be incredible. need to set this up. Um, so that's the end of her kind of work at the moment. She's got two projects in development. You're going to be very excited to hear which actress she's working with next. Oh. It is, it's the one and only Julianne Ho. It's not. <laughs> she's working on a film called Time and a Half with Julianne oh. Ho. Is there anyone else in it to like make up for it? No. <laughs> not, not currently, I'm afraid. No. She's and a she star. is also doing... The d- I didn't ever read these or know about them because so I think they're quite American. The Sweet Valley High. Books. Oh yeah. Uh, Ooh. Uh, Not an I know. I don't know. It's them. a little before me. I knew about them, but I didn't yeah. like. They're yeah, like late eighties, early nineties, I think. Yeah. Or do they even go farther back? Well, I think it's a. Uh, well, she like is early eighties. Mid nineties. Okay. Mid nineties. Ninety four to ninety seven. And who's Julianne well, Hoff playing in that movie? She's not yet cast. However, Diablo Cody is writing a musical based on the books. Ooh. Ooh. A Diablo Cody quite. musical? A Diablo Cody musical. Is she writing the music? Ooh. I'm not too sure. There's not much information. Well, no, wait, 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 wait. wait. Right now, she down. wrote the book yeah. for the Jagged Little Pill musical. That's what the last thing she oh, did. Oh, yeah. She yes. did indeed, yeah. Literally my so dream collaboration. With- Oh my god. I know, I'm dying, dying to see it. I'm obsessed with Aladdin, it's disgusting. Me too! It only opened last year, didn't it? Yeah. I have tickets to see her in October and I'm terrified that it's going to get cancelled as well. But that's why I I didn't get tickets. I have seen her before anyway, but even still, I'm like, (laughs) please no. Was it Dina Menzel cast in that as well? Or am I just making that up? She was originally, uh, she was in the, like, you know, whenever they put the musical together, but it's not like released anywhere yet, and they just like work it out. Mm-hmm. A workshop. Oh, yeah, was well, she just? Doing I, that. I think she was doing the workshop for a while. Um, but as I don't know, maybe it changed, and there it doesn't seem like there's a big lead role in that. Maybe mm. I don't know. Okay. I need to see it basically. I hope, it comes to you guys. I hope that uh, yeah. it, it, it all this stops being mad, so that I can go to New York again and see it. I just love the idea of creating a musical about one album, like yeah. the power move of that. Oh, uh, but you oh know what? Some lies. of them, some some would. I mean, Jagged Little Pill, I think, should work really well because there mm. are like oh, yeah, yeah. so many good themes. I mean, Green Day did it, and I am the yeah. biggest Green Day fan. It is not a good musical. <laughs> I saw it. Uh, I saw it live. I've, yeah. I uh, me too, and it's like it's I interesting. Mean, it's grand, but the whole time I was just sort of like, I really just want to go see Green Day play this. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I think there was a singer in it, though, that was like, you know, um, 
Cheer to the part. Here I go. Cheer to the part in Jesus is with Suburbia where it's like, dearly beloved, are you? Yeah. That's like yeah. my favorite part of the whole album. And the, the girl who was like singing it was like, dearly beloved, are you? And I was just like, this is the worst thing I've ever experienced with my two ears and I have tinnitus. Um, but still, it was, um, yeah. Tommy is the best. I'm trying to think of another rock one. What? A musical with, I don't even know. Oh, the, the, there's the Carol King one, Matt isn't there? Rumors. Yeah, is it? okay. Oh, I yeah. Fleet, Fleetwood Mac one. I would like a One Direction one. That'd be great. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That'd be great. One Direction musical. Which yeah, but album, just for the though? last album they did, and it's about somebody leaving a group of friends, and I'll be like, okay, it's an introspection about Zane. That's all I wrote. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Jagged Little Pill is a really visual album as well. Like, the, the lyrics yeah. are all very, yeah. like, you can all picture it, so it would work, like, seamlessly. Yeah. I'm so excited for it, and I hope we all exist in I the know. world long enough to be able to see it um same because i remember reading that yeah. one of the characters was called mary jane and i was like of course there's a character called mary jane this yes. is the best like i was just like losing my mind incredible well i'm excited for that and i think it's a good move for her to like do something a bit different yeah and if she is gonna do it the musical i'm so excited but there is no cast confirmed and it's still in development and julianne howe is indeed gonna be in her next film she must just have something that we just can't see yet yeah just this you know i'm looking i mean technically i haven't seen the movie so but i do trust courtney's judgment but <laughs> i don't know I don't think I've seen Julian Howe in anything other than that um, Nicholas Sparks film she did. You know, when the two white people like fall in love. You know, there's so many people in love. Two white people. That's all of them. Ridiculous (laughs) Sparks. I said that when I was five to my mom, and it's stuck. That's amazing. Safe Haven. That was Uh, what the film was called. Is that the one? Which one um, of their grandparents dies? Jamal. No, this is the one where. So basically, she falls in love with this guy, uh-huh. and this woman helps her fall in love with him. And the woman that helps her ends up being the ghost of his ex-wife. Oh, there it is. There's always something stupid. Like- <laughs> wow, I'm ashamed it's to be like- a white person. <laughs> oh God. I mean, um, the only thing I think yeah. Nicholas Sparks ever achieved was the Notebook. Uh, but yeah. even at that, I, I, ca- I can't actually watch it anymore. Um, I've got Dear John's a bit of a banger. I like a like, Look, we've all seen the moon. I like the last the song. <laughs> was Miley's. The last song. I haven't seen. Is that the Miley yeah. one? That's the Miley one. Yeah. yeah. Miley and Liam Hemsworth one. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. And that's you know what? I like that one. I blame I blame the lucky one for making Zac Efron too muscly. That's the Zac Efron <laughs> one. That it was it was the lucky one, Charlie St. Cloud, and then he started doing all these films where he plays just the same frat boy over and over and over again. And then I was like, Yeah, it's oh, a weird Troy come back to me. In um the greatest comedic performance of the twenty first century in um The Beach Jody Bomb, Graham. where he oh. is oh my God, uh, I oh yeah, he's great. maniac yeah. Christian rocker. Incredible. Cinema. I need incredible. to watch that like, right now. It's so good. Oh Just to God. say, we haven't had a Nicholas Sparks film in four years. We're in danger. Good. We are. He oh needs God, to come we back are. and save us. We are in danger. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah, we haven't had one since The Choice. Wow. He's going to write a coronavirus every, one. I can feel it. He's writing a coronavirus poda- one. Every single poster is two white people yeah. almost kissing. Yeah. Every single almost one. Kissing. There's not one single one. This well, new one not. is going to be them almost kissing, like between. There's like a wall between them because they're self-isolating. That's and the new one. And the gloves. Oh. Yeah, That's exactly. What it's be. Yeah. Or else it's going to be from the perspective of one of the grandparents that dies in the middle. 
<laughs> one of the grandparents that have catches the virus. Massive romantic story. I know. And right someone's now, someone's gonna randomly die of coronavirus. Yeah. Yep. And let's just hope just that it's not Joe Exotic, and we'll be all right. I know. However, Soundtrack, I do like have to break this to you guys that they are making a Notebook TV show. What? The what? And they're they're actually making a Notebook musical as well, and the songs have been written by Ingrid Michaelson. Uh, <gasps> oh no! Are. Then I have to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. So, so Ingrid next Michaelson. year we're going to be notebooked out. So we're going to have a musical and we're going to have a CW show. Oh so no! Oh no! That's oh, going to no. be no. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. I mean, it makes but sense. I know I'm going to watch the shit out of that. <laughs> oh Katie Cassidy's going to be in it. Oh no! James Lafferty's going to. Chad Michael Murray's going to be all up in okay. that. You know he will. Okay, he's I'd, desperate for work. He is desperate, he's desperate for work. For work. As long as film. KJ Apa's in it, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. KJ Apa. Riverdale has been on weeks, and I'm losing my mind. And the next episode is the Hedwig and the Angry Inch episode. And I'm so scared. I'm so behind on Riverdale, and the last I thing stopped. I heard was like a huge spoiler, and I went, "What? It's." Did they, gets, did they kill who I think they killed? And is no. he really dead? No. Okay. No. I stopped Damn. on the musical it? episode. It was too. I couldn't. I couldn't get through half the musical episode, and I thought, I love a musical, but this is not <laughs> yeah. right. They're all the Carrie I, musical. Haven't they made? Me. What's the other one they've made? Is it Katie, Katie Keene? Keen, yeah. It's Katie Has Keen. anyone seen that? No, yet? but she was a See, guest what? star Sorry. on Riverdale, so I saw her in that one episode of Riverdale. Oh, I see. I see. Oh man, I've oh, never seen yeah. Oh, KJ Appa though, I do follow him on Instagram purely because he's an unbelievably good guitar player. He's great, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's quite great. talented. He's done a couple of films actually where he plays like a good. Um, he just did one. He, he just did one yeah, where the poster is very similar to a Nicholas Sparks film, which just gonna two, see two it. People. But then the quarantine yeah. happened. I thought that was a Nicholas Sparks film. <laughs> no, it's based on what a real story. Jeremy oh. Camp, I still believe, is the movie. I still believe, yeah, that's what's going on. Yeah, it's about a, his girlfriend has ovarian cancer, and uh, yeah, it looks really that's depressing. Heavy. But let's go, Riverdale. Yes, Britt Robertson. I do like Britt Robertson. Oh, I love her. I think they're dating in real life. What? I know. Britt Robertson left Brit. Dylan O'Brien for KJ Arthur. They've what? been Ooh, yeah. they've been um, separated for a couple of years now. Dylan O'Brien oh. is dating the woman from. Ray Donovan. Oh, I think I'll get on. I can't oh, remember. That's my boy. They all just they all just swap girlfriends and things like that, don't yeah. they? But I did like them together. Um, that brings us to the end of the show, guys. Are you all Diablo Cody out? Yeah. No, I'm going to watch Tully right now. Actually, <laughs> good lass. That's what we like <laughs> to hear. Like, I'm gonna I'm start going to watch One Mississippi. Yeah. I'm gonna start United States of Tyra because that seems like a good. Oh my watch. god, I'm so excited for you! Yeah, oh my I'm god, so I'm excited ready. for you. I love Tony Collette. I think I. I think I binged it in like a week. Oh man, I think I might Brain, have time to do that. Brie Larson is a week. fetus. Yeah, good for it. It's not like you can go Should out. Yeah, yeah. I still got to work I mean, though, which is depressing. But oh yeah, me too. I don't know about yeah. anyone else who's working from home right now, but it it kind of like I saw a really good message today that said you're not working from home. You're mm. at home working, doing your best during a yeah. crisis, and I really, really resonated to that yeah. because yeah. as much as I feel like I have to carry on as normal, I'm still kind of like. Yeah, but like, 
what is the point in anything I'm doing if like the whole world is gone in six months? Yeah, time? no, completely, completely. And then I saw like, that. no one's gonna have a mortgage. Kind yeah, of thing. It's and it's that it. whole thing of like, there's this is a new normal, so your old sort of measure of productivity shouldn't be your current measure because it's. Ooh, I agree. That's good, so, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I like that because I definitely feel like there are moments in the day like I've stopped watching the news yeah. completely. Um, and I think there's moments in the day. And I've noticed now with Twitter, I don't know about you guys, but it's kind of calmed down and we're kind of back to mm-hmm. like people talking about films, yeah. TV and memes. Um, whereas before it was very heavy. Mm-hmm. So like it's a lit, because I don't know about you guys, but like for me, Twitter's like escapism. Oh, yeah. So yes. it's quite nice Same. to log on and yeah, to see people joking around about, you know, water bottles left in the background of little women again, mm. rather than mm. panicking about stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it's a new normal. And I think a lot of people have kind of asked me like, how are you coping and like what are you doing? And I think the best thing to do is just take it a week at a time. Just tell yourself on Monday that this is just a week at home and I'm going to do the best I can. And then Sunday, rinse and repeat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because I still get that Sunday dread. Oh yeah, that Sunday it's dread worse yeah. now. I think even though I'm not going anywhere, it's weird. It's yeah, for me oh, the goodness. Sunday dread is worse than it was when I was going into the office. And I think it's just because it's so, like, I don't know what to expect. And I work for a university, and there's a lot of stress of, like, students are really upset because yeah, classes completely. were moved online. Yeah. And, like, right now my big project is working on digital like, graduation. But and, like, no one wants it, yeah, but, like, it has to be done because we have to give them something. And it's just, like, every time, yeah. you know, and I'm trying to render out a video on my five-year-old laptop, and it's, like... <laughs> But you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> it is bizarre, isn't it? However, to, to end that note, I will yeah. say I saw a brilliant meme today that said men are now earning eighty percent of their salary. They finally know what it feels like to be a woman. Damn. Pop off. They don't know yet. They don't know yet. They gotta, you know, bleed from their uteruses mm-hmm. once a month, or you know, get disrespected on a daily basis. Okay. But I did panic. Oh hell okay. yeah. Okay. Can I be? Yeah. I'm always the one that brings up my period. I went to Walmart because I have nothing else in my town and there's a certain brand of pads that I like and they were all gone. So I got the Walmart brand and I got like the large ones because I'm like, let's just be safe. They're so long. They go up my ass crack. (laughs) It looks like a diaper. There are two. Are you on those? I wear those. Always infinity. So heavy. It's insane. I am. But they're so great. Yeah, that's brilliant. I'm so sorry. Courtney, we love you. I'm so sorry. Why are you sorry? Be- Everyone's thinking because about I made this. two it's new totally friends fine. today and just lost. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I wear no, these no, huge yeah. pads all the time because my flow is super heavy. Thing and that I it was bigger it. than I expected. <laughs> I can't though. Listen to, I was... to this podcast, so I know what I'm res- <laughs> been, what I've been responding to this whole. No, time. I love you, Lauren. <laughs> my period Lauren is like. You know these like Zoom people you get that like crash your phone calls. I feel like Lauren's one of them right now. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. I have just a period confession to make, and it's that in Go for in it. in France the bathrooms are split up, so like you only have a toilet in a bathroom. You don't have a sink. You have okay. to. Go- it's a separate part of the house. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I use a cup, and so when I have to oh, change no. out the cup, it looks like a- it could be a murder scene. It could oh. be a murder scene if I don't have something. That was that was worse than yours, Courtney. I promise. I love you. I love it. We're we're all we're all bleeding. Bonding. (laughs) We're all bleeding. Yeah, Yeah. all good. We're all bleeding. Yeah, yeah.
It's all fine. I looked at the calendar today and I was like, that's why I've been a bitch all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Have we synced? <laughs> They did say yeah. I think people are going to start syncing up. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it's good. Yeah. But um. But yeah. I like you. I did kind of look at my like supply drawer and thought, okay, maybe I should stock up a little bit. But then I don't want to go to the supermarket and be like, the stocking up on like sanitary towels and the. I don't know. Because then they'll know that you're a woman anymore. and you have a period. It'd be so embarrassing. I know it's so <laughs> stupid. Like I still get that stupid like fear. Like no, I know, I do too. Even I do though I'm too. nearly 30. And I think everyone does. Yeah. yeah, what is that? Like, what is it? Like, literally, I'll go, I'll put it in the basket and then, like, cover it with something mm-hmm. else. Like, it's a secret. I've resorted to just grabbing it and not, because I don't, because they charge you for plastic bags here. And then I just grab it and walk to my car with it, just being like, yeah, yeah. I bleed. <laughs> and I've kind of made it a point to myself to be like, no, you just keep doing this for yourself mm. and then eventually other people will stop caring and i was like okay it's a good point let's just i agree try to do that we need to do more about that yeah, yeah. and the cut situation is interesting as well because i was reading a good like article the other day about being more like, environmentally mm-hmm. friendly and things like that yeah sustainable about yeah, it yeah sustainable because i was thinking like i've stopped using cotton pads but then i'm using pads pads so yeah by the way any men yeah. that are still listening thank you for uh <laughs> continuing with us this week <laughs> And now you know yeah. what to do. Now you know what to do. Um, thank you so much, guys, for this week. Uh, Ari and Ariel, thank you so thank much you. for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Yeah, it's definitely. great to have you guys on the show. Would you come back? Awesome. Yes. Or... Oh, hell yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. That's what we like to hear. Expand yeah. in the Round Pictures family. Um, we are hosting a film quiz this coming Friday. We're partnering up with Screen Queens um, to host a film quiz, which we're very that. excited about. Love Screen Queen, shout out to Chloe. Um, so more information will be available on that oh soon. God, Hope Chloe. to see you all there. And it's going to be Friday night, so get, make yourself a drink, get dressed up, <laughs> get some snacks. It's going to be Hell yeah. it's going to be the best. And we'll see you all there. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Oh, have we stopped? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say bye at the end. Bye. You can, you can just edit that, right? Thanks for listening to another episode. You can help support the show by subscribing to us on whichever podcast platform you're using. That's Kara in the background with her squeaky toy. You can also give the show a like or even leave a review. We're on Twitter at NotHavingItPod and at Rianne Pictures. See you next week.